Hello and welcome to the Coach Marky Miller podcast. I am Coach Marky Miller coming to you from the Philippines and ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. So if you don't know anything about me, a warm welcome to my program. If you're a regular listener now, thank you so much for making this program what it is. Without you, there wouldn't be a program. So thank you for spreading the word far and wide about this podcast to as many people as you can who you feel might also benefit from the free advice, the coaching and just general life life purpose thoughts and guidance that we throw around here from time to time in our thought for the day um, to try and figure out where they're going next in their life. Now, as some of you know, um, I am an advocate and I speak out more so these days about mental health challenges um, because I believe in order to remove the stigma stigma that we have um, relating to mental health, um, over we talk about physical health far more freely, but mental health is not spoken about enough in fact, hardly at all. And when it is, it always seems to be in a very negative way and kind of a, oh, strange and uh, we don't know, we're rather awkward about it, right? And I want to normalize this. I think that we should, talking about mental health should be no more difficult than talking about having a toothache or perhaps needing to go to the opticians because your eyesight's a bit wonky and you need to get some assistance. Um it's really important. And so I wanted to uh, put this little podcast segment up today. Um, as many of you know, um, I do suffer myself from PTSD and also OCD, as well as depression. And um, that comes from traumatic experiences that sadly happened to me very early on in my childhood and then were made even worse by life events that followed subsequently in my adult life. Um, but, and here is the but, Regardless of all of that, I am still here trying to push ahead and hopefully assisting so many people despite despite these limitations. And at times I would say, yes, serious handicap that it does put on my life. Um, and those of you who aren't aware of this fact of me, perhaps you've worked with me in the past or you're just discovering this podcast and thinking, wow, um, yeah. That's why I'm here to talk about it, okay? Because it's important that we do talk about it. You see, somebody can, from the outside, be able to do their job quite effectively at times, okay? But you might not see what's going on really underneath the surface. So for me, at times, in order to do my job, um, I may have to do certain things to fit around my OCD or my PTSD on the day. Um, and that can be kind of exhausting, to be honest with you, because for me, it's about trying to tolerate that distress or what's going on in my mind psychologically, which is rather draining, as well as still perform for my lovely clients and students, okay, or put on a podcast. Now, the good thing about podcasting, which is why I've moved more into this uh, these days, is simply because when my energy is good, um, when I'm able to really cope um, and be present, then of course I can just jump on and I can podcast and I can share my coaching with so many more people worldwide. And that's why I'm really wanting to do that because for me, um, I have gone to a phase very recently again where it's felt too overwhelming and um, that the, the mental health challenges um, have completely felt like they were going to just take me off my feet completely. And you know, for some of you who worked with me fairly recently, you may be shocked and surprised because you will think that to see me on the camera and in my session with you that none of this was happening. And in one way, it's not a surprise um, because when you have a mental health challenge that I've had for such a long period of time, certainly from about the age of eight, again, I'm not going to reveal how old I am now, but let's just say that there's a fair few number of decades there. 
in between eight and where I am now. When it's been long-term and hasn't been treated properly, this is the key, you've got to get early treatment. And sadly, I didn't, wasn't able to given that, okay, as a youngster. And then, of course, events that happened later on in my adult life made me more predisposed to getting involved with the wrong people who then further added to the trauma. Um, and this is why it's important that we help youngsters who've had a traumatic childhood to access help so it doesn't, doesn't make them more prone and vulnerable to getting involved with the wrong people um, when they're older making bad choices. Um, and exposing themselves to more risk. This is how the cycle of, of abuse or traumatic situation continues um, because of youngsters having trauma in their early childhood, okay? So for me, um, it was something that has not been treated adequately and it's a bigger chronic problem, sadly. Um, doesn't mean that I'm not still trying, but it is very hard for me. So for you, if you're struggling with something like this, I'm here to say you're not alone. And I'm also here to say that, yeah, just because there's parts of me at times that have a bit of a problem doesn't mean that other parts of me don't function still okay. And so what you see in our sessions is me being professional and trying to do the very best I can. And the good thing, I have to say, the one good thing that came out of the COVID pandemic and the lockdown is that it's all by a webcam. Now, for me, that has been, as much as it's been isolating and very difficult, being alone here in the Philippines and just you know, having to cope with my own head at times, um, and that's not particularly healthy psychologically. But it has been a blessing in the sense that, okay, I have a webcam and I can switch it on and switch it off and I can do what I need to do to cope with my PTSD in the privacy of my own space, which I could never have done if I'd have, say, been in an office or a classroom environment. Um, you know, that would have been very difficult for me to have done because of just the things that I need to do to feel safe and okay. Because when the PTSD happens, um, it can trigger a whole cascade of coping mechanisms, which is where my OCD comes in. And if anybody knows anything about OCD, if you're not sure what the acronyms mean, okay, let's just be clear, PTSD and complex PTSD. So I have complex PTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. So for me, the OCD is a coping strategy to deal with the triggering events that happen. So um, when I get triggered, and there are quite a lot of things that can trigger me, um, unfortunately, that reminds me of the past traumas, um, or the people who perpetuated um, what happened to me, then uh, I use uh, various coping strategies, and they're not very helpful, I have to say, but you can be aware of them, them not being helpful, but because it's obsessive compulsive disorder, the compulsion is there to do it in order to reduce the anxiety. Um, so therefore, um, I need to do a number of things. And one of the things they have to do a lot of is washing and scrubbing my hands, okay? Now, if you can imagine, <laughs> okay, if I was in an office and at the moment how bad this these triggers have become again, um, it's just impossible. I would just be forever probably in the bathroom scrubbing my hands, right? Okay, and this wouldn't work very well in a classroom setting at all. The good thing about using a webcam and a computer is I can sit here and it's not particularly comfortable. But what I do do is I'm able to tolerate things I might see that are triggering on the camera or words that I might hear. And yes, it comes down to words even I might hear and think, okay, I'm just going to sit here. I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm focusing and this is an act of mindfulness. I have to tell you how much mindfulness helps at times. 
Um, I have to literally tolerate that distress, and it is highly distressing. To give you an idea of what it feels like um, when that happens, it's like you just, your immediate reaction is you want to literally, you panic, you get triggered, and then you want to go and like scrub your hands, you want to go wash yourself and me, put myself in the shower. Indeed, even, yes, don't laugh, but it's true, and I'm just being real about this, even wipe my laptop, okay? So clean my laptop with antibacterial solution, yeah, okay? This is what happens for me personally, and other people have similar things depending on what their coping strategy is. And sadly for me, clearly what that means is that if I get really bad days, I could be scrubbing maybe 10, 20 times a day. Could you imagine? Um, and I also sit here... I work one-handed on purpose. Yep, I, I have two hands. They both function, okay? But the way I have to do it again is to deal with any contamination issues is only use one hand on the laptop. So if there's anything triggering that I can see there on the screen, and of course my hand's moving the cursor and maybe it goes over that, okay? Then it is only one hand that's been contaminated. So I have another hand here that I can then use to grab my cleaning solutions and, and wipe the, the laptop or what have you and to feel a bit better about it. Now, don't get me wrong, this might, to somebody who has no idea about mental health challenges, has no concept of, of complex post-traumatic stress disorder and OCD, this might sound crazy. And this is why I am talking about it, because I'm trying to normalize it. I want you all to understand that these things exist. People like myself, dealing with these challenges, we are very real and we are human beings. And we are still here trying our hardest to still participate in life, even with what I would say is a certain disability here. Okay, and it's not, I mean, mental health is not seen in the same way as physical health, um, needing the same kind of degree of attention and support that it really greatly deserves to help people to heal. As I say, this is why I've probably ended up in such, <laughs> such an extent, okay, um, and I laugh because sometimes I would cry about my situation because it can feel at times absolutely hopeless because um, without getting the early treatment that you need, it becomes entrenched. And this is why I developed into neurolinguistic programming. I'm fascinated by how the human mind works. I've been trying so hard to work out my own, okay, why is this happening? I've tried everything I can, and I'm still trying everything I can. The biggest thing that I found made a difference, which I wanted to share with you all, is guided imagery. So if you yourself are struggling with either anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, um, OCD, post-traumatic or complex post-traumatic stress disorder, um, or any other kind of mental health challenge, um, you may find that doing guided imagery, there's loads online that are available. A great woman I can recommend is a lady called Belle Ruth Napperstack. Okay, um, if you just, uh, Belle as in B-E-L-L, that's L-L-E, Ruth, that's her middle name, Belle Ruth Napperstack, okay? And she's an American lady, but she does some fantastic guided imagery audios, and you can Google her and find her. Um, I'm also working myself to try and develop some audios that are going to help you all, based on my experiences, um, to get into a certain learning mindset that can help you improve your clarity and function when it comes to dealing under pressure. Okay, so remember this, and this is why I'm sharing this podcast with you all, because I want to put a real face on these challenges, these mental health challenges. One, to remove the stigma, okay? Two, to show that you can be broken in places, but you can still be trying to do the best you can. And if I can manage to do it one-handed, 
okay, and dealing with getting triggered sometimes, as I said, at the moment, it's pretty extreme. It's flaring up like crazy because of the amount of stress and pressure I'm under myself um, and still carry on, okay, still do the best that you can. Some days it's virtually impossible for me and other days I can try and pick it back up again, which is what you probably hear in the podcast, okay. There are good days and bad days and I'm here to share that with you in all of its gory detail, all right, so that we can get a better understanding of how this works. Because when we speak about physical health problems, we understand that better. We understand that if somebody has a problem with their leg and can't really work, walk on it fully, that there are days where they just can't go hiking, right? And you don't, you don't beat them up about it. You don't say, why can't you come hiking today? Why can't you come walking to the shops? You understand because you can see with your own two eyes, um, if you obviously are sighted, um, that they, they can't. You can see that they're struggling. But this is the problem with mental health challenges. We can't see inside someone's head. We can't see that they're struggling today. And so I'd like you to consider today, even if you're not struggling today, is perhaps somebody around you struggling, but you're not aware of it. You know, people who struggle, they, they often don't talk about it because, as I say, part of it is this stigma that if you say you've got a mental health challenge, people suddenly think you're not capable anymore. There's all these stereotypes that we have to blow away about mental health conditions just because there's a part of somebody in their mind or their brain or wherever this functions, their neurons, okay, in the case of complex post-traumatic stress disorder, it's been proven it's, a, it's actually damaged the structures of the brain. It changes and alters the structure and the functioning of the brain, particularly the amygdala, which is like your alarm, yeah, your alarm system, like a fire alarm. And for people who've gone through trauma, particularly repeated as well, the more exposed you are to trauma and the longer you're exposed, the usually, not always, but usually the more severe the effect is. Um, and in my case, it was prolonged and repeated. So, you know, hey, it's not a surprise. So I sometimes have to remind myself of that, that I'm doing the best I can considering what, what things I went through. Um, and I'm still going through to a certain extent. So, you know, we've got to be compassionate about ourselves. And as I say, that alarm center in my brain and other people's brains like this just is slightly more really sensitive now, right? So everything, even like a smoke detector, you know yourself, if you've got a smoke detector, you burn something in your kitchen, sometimes it can be so sensitive it sets it off. But in general, most people, their amygdala is set at a higher threshold. Listen to these words people use these words. Higher threshold, meaning it takes a lot more smoke to trigger it. Well, not with someone who's had trauma. Their amygdala is far more sensitive, like that smoke alarm. Always going up, always going up, always going up. And then it can be like a perfect storm, right? Perfect storm, meaning all of these things come together and then you're constantly getting triggered. It's like that fire alarm just will not shut up. And that is what happens when we get it, in my case, um, when it flares, this is what it's like. It, then it's just a battle. Then it's just an absolute daily, well, in fact, minute by minute battle actually to survive it. Um, and the other day, uh, things were so bad. I mean, I pretty much spent virtually all day up and down, scrubbing, washing, putting laundry on. I mean, seriously. And as I say, for me, it's been a blessing to a certain extent to be stuck behind a webcam for the pandemic. Um, in other ways, I think maybe that hasn't helped the isolation because that can make you more in your head. And I haven't been able to get outside. I ended up obviously in the Philippines, which is a different environment to where I was in the Canary Islands, where I could go hiking easily here. 
you can't because of the pollution and it's just harder for me to breathe in that environment so I don't go out as much so I've I've lost the things that would help me as my coping strategy instead of always you know um, getting triggered so this is what can happen for people with mental health issues so as I say your environment that you're in is really important to your healing and of course if you're in a traumatic situation and you're listening to this please um, if you really are struggling try to reach out and get help. I know how hard that is. And I also know that sometimes when you reach out, the help that's meant to be there, like I found with the NHS in the UK was not there, okay? I got stuck on a waiting list for years. Um, and you know, uh, to be frank with you, I will always speak out, I think more and more about that these days because it's important. It has a huge impact on our lives, the people that we're with, our loved ones. And um, you know, it has certainly impacted many people in my life and then you can feel like you are a burden you feel like you're a problem and that isn't particularly correct it's not reality but it's how it ends up making you feel because society is not talking about it and if you happen to be in a very abusive situation um, that makes it worse and then people are telling you that in that abusive situation that you are the problem and why can't you pull yourself together? That really doesn't help. It just makes things even worse, triggers that fire alarm even more. So the point is, you might just think you're a worthless piece of whatever and not want to build a planet, which I don't want for any of you. So if you're struggling with anything like this or even remotely like this today, please try and get some help. Um, there are plenty of SOS and helplines out there. And I know maybe you don't want to talk about it. If you're a guy, you probably really don't want to talk about it. I don't like talking about it to people. And this is probably why the podcast is a good place for me because I, it is a one-way thing, right? Okay, I'm not having a conversation as such, but I hope I am. Um, I can just put this out there. I can put this out there and I obviously clearly can't see people's reactions. I can't see your faces. And that probably actually really helps um, because if I'm being honest, there is a fear of being judged. There is a fear of, um, yeah, and from my point of view, as I say, and what's happening in my life at the moment, I've reached a point where, well, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I care about the world. I care about this matter. I care about other people struggling. And I also care about trying to help as many of you as I can, whether it be with your English, your career, your business startup, or indeed your mental health challenges. Because for me, at times, it feels like um, there isn't a load of hope. Um, there is a great movie um, with Jack Nicholson, and it's called As Good As It Gets. You, you could definitely look at this one, and it's a good practice for your English if you're trying to follow movies. Um, fascinating film. Uh, this gentleman, and not the nicest of guys as such, but he's got issues with OCD, and I would say to a certain extent this is this is why he's kind of become this person. But he has a little bit inside of him of a, also a nice part of him. This is the sad thing. You see, the... Mental health issues can sometimes um, cloud who the person really is. Um, you might have a lovely heart and really caring, but then your mental health issues, you know, cause you to have to react in certain ways when you're triggered. Um, and this can give people outside who don't understand what's going on or aren't aware of mental health issues or don't want to be bothered um, with an assessment of you that you're a bad person, a horrible person, and then, you know, they... they sort of say all sorts of things about you, which I think is a double shame, really. Um, but as good as it gets, if you think about it, he says in the movie, that's what's called that, maybe this is good as it gets. You know, he's got OCD there and he's 
trying his hardest because he's interested um, in this in, in the movie, um, a, a woman who comes into his life, but of course his OCD gets in the way. So he tries with certain things. It's quite interesting for me with someone with OCD to watch this. I can totally get it. It's cringeworthy at times. And I think, oh my goodness, he really must like her to put himself through that. Um, but there are certain things he just cannot do. Some things he just, it stops at. And then he says, it's as good as it gets. Some days I feel, well, like that. It is as good as it gets now for me. But I'm determined for as long as I can possibly hold on for, because as I say, every day at times could be a battle, perfect storm. Um, and, you know, um, at the moment, I really don't know what's going to happen. But all I'm trying to do is just keep going, keep going in the direction I'm meant to be going in, or I feel I'm meant to be going in. Listen to my other podcast on that one. And... Um, yeah, just try and put everything that I've got, my knowledge, my experience, all of the motivational stuff that I know personally has helped me in the past to survive and get to where I am still now. I want to put it in your hands. I want to encourage you all to talk about mental health issues and other issues you're having. I want to normalize this conversation. And also, if you are somebody affected, please let me know. I would love to know how many of you are out there. Um, whether you too feel as though not enough is being being spoken about. And when we do speak about mental health, we always technically and typically seem to speak about women's mental health. Men are getting missed in this conversation. It's almost, again, this stereotype and stigma. Um, and really, you know, I'm thinking, you know, to get into inclusive inclusivity and diversity coaching, because to be honest, you know, why have we got this stereotype that men are meant to be strong, are meant to be the providers and these things right okay some parts of the world this isn't so much a conversation but there is still a stereotype that runs behind it with other aspects such as mental health men and mental health just don't come to mind right men are meant to have just suck it up or deal with it um or just not have mental health issues that's ridiculous that's like saying that men don't have noses or something right um it's quite clear that they do and it's quite clear that men have mental health needs and issues too, and they're not being looked after by society. So as much as it's important we do support women or female identified people, you know, or non-binary people, equally the conversation has to be about men too. And as I've said before in previous podcasts, I'm not trying to turn this into a them against us, women versus men, absolutely not. I only speak on a gendered basis simply because at the moment there's such a disparity, listen to those words, disparity and disconnect between the level of talk that we have about women's mental health proportionate or in proportion to the amount we talk about men's mental health. Until those are equal, until we are speaking about them at the same level, then we do need to talk about why are we speaking about some segments of the community more than others? Why is there more help available for some segments of the community more than others? And sadly, in this case, we happen to be using gender as a bias to do that. Once we get it equal, then we'll be happy. I'll be happy to talk about just humans' mental health, okay? Because then it will just be everybody, doesn't matter what their gender is, is struggling still to get access to mental health issues or support, shall I say, for their issues. Or we'll be talking about how fantastic we've managed to improve things and that every human being has access to that support, okay? But unless or until we can do that, we have to sadly talk about it on a gendered basis at time to time. So I make no apologies for doing that. Um, equally, though, I'm a champion for many women's issues too. And equally, I make no apologies for that. You know, I believe that 
Um, certainly, as I've said before in other podcasts, you know, females, particularly in business, are fighting very hard to be seen and heard um, in presentations and in meetings, in interviews. Discrimination is still there. Unconscious bias is still there. Unconscious bias is where you don't think you're prejudiced, maybe as a person, but somewhat operating in your unconscious as a stereotype that you use as like a lens that goes over your eyes when you meet somebody of either a certain gender or sexual identity or, you know, um, gender identity, uh, race, religion, whatever, okay? It's just we, we have these lenses, human beings, that we use and they colour how we interact. So it's really important for us that we try to move away from that. But equally, I will speak about women's issues there too. Um, and not because I believe that, men don't matter in those scenarios but i believe that more needs to be done to champion women in those situations i think together men and women and people who identify as men or identify as women or non-binary all of us can support each other it's not about dividing us it's about uniting us and if coaching has taught me one thing certainly in the pandemic from the gazillions of people i've probably met okay it's not gazillions but it feels like it all of your stories the one thing I've realized is that there is more that unites us as human beings than divides us. None of our races, our religions, our gender identity, our sexuality, whatever, our job description, our monetary background, our status in society, okay? None of these things, even our languages, our languages, okay? Yes, all of these things are different about ourselves, but the things that unite us are more than all of those things. The, the goodness in people's hearts, the majority of people want to do the right thing. I don't believe anybody gets up in the morning unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath or somebody else with some issues and thinks, I want to harm somebody today. I want to argue with somebody today. Okay, we do those things inadvertently, but I don't believe any of us on purpose, the majority of us anyway, want to do that. Okay, but it can happen. And I believe in the goodness of people, even in the midst of my chaos at times, I believe that there is still goodness out there. And if one thing has been shown to me, and this is why I'm doing this podcast today, I want to talk about this to normalize more about mental health, to speak to you if you were struggling, and also to say about the goodness of my students and my clients, because I honestly have to say, um, I've got loads of amazing students and clients. And some of them, not all of them, um, have a little bit of an idea of what's been going on for me. And I have to say, I have an amazing student, and she's over in Egypt, okay, um, a great lady, and um, she is fighting a hard fight herself. And the other day, um, she kind of senses that something's not quite right for me, and she sent me just a few little, like, GIF images to try and, like, just, like, think, you know, say, hey, I can see you kind of thing. And this one, I'm going to give you this one. She sent me this one, and I've seen it before. And I thought at the time, because I was not in a place in my head the other day where anything was making much difference, you know, it's like I've heard this before. But then I look at it today, and it's, it's true. I can see the truism now in it. And it's not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. And when I think about what's been going on for me again recently, it's like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So sometimes you can be in the middle of your perfect storm, like me, my fire alarm going off all the time, right? Okay. And thinking, I don't need this right now. Why is this happening right? Why, why, why? Because that's the human brain to be curious and ask why. But why not? 
maybe turn the question on its head, right? Okay, why not? Why is this happening? Or why not? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there is a very good reason for that to be happening, okay? And the reason for that to be happening in this case is that I think if this hadn't have happened, then I wouldn't have taken such a big step back from coaching. And then I wouldn't be doing as many of these podcasts as I am. And I think it's because it was meant to happen that way. And so I'm grateful for my perfect storm. I'm grateful for my terrible, <laughs> sometimes a fire alarm that goes off. Seriously. Um, you got to love everything that happens to you. That My dad, my late dad, who's no longer with us, sadly, died in 2008. Um, I never got to say a lot of things to my dad that I wanted because he just died suddenly. And it was a great shock. But he said, you've got to love everything that happens to you in your life. And he's right. He's right. Even the bad things, you've got to embrace it because that perfect storm is just coming to clear your path. So if you're having a perfect storm today, try to see it like that. And if you can't hear these words right now, like I couldn't the other day when my lovely student sent me that, it's okay. Maybe you'll come back to this podcast tomorrow or the next day or next year or whenever or how long it takes and see that, yeah, that was right. That was the truth of it. You just couldn't see it at the time. So if you're in the middle of your storm right now, I'm with you. I'm in one of my own. Okay, but I'm still here, still going, and I want to encourage you to still go, still keep trying, keep pushing forward in that storm. Okay, together we can make it. Stay safe. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.